Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Schiavone. With the New Hampshire presidential primary vote now three days away, former GOP presidential hopeful Senator Tim Scott has turned his back on fellow South Carolinian Nikki Haley, rallying Granite State voters for former President Donald Trump. Is this Donald Trump country? Vivek Ramaswamy, who also suspended his bid, has also endorsed Trump. For their part, Nikki Haley's camp is going into Tuesday with a big New Hampshire endorsement. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, who said if anybody cared what Tim Scott thought, he'd still be running for president. Now that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is out of the Republican presidential contest, his supporters are shopping around for another option. NPR's Tamara Keith has more from Manchester, New Hampshire. They knew he didn't have much of a shot at winning the nomination, but they liked his willingness to take on former President Trump directly and figured Christie would hang on at least through the New Hampshire primary. Now most Christie supporters we spoke to are giving former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley a closer look. That includes Alan Castellano. Well, since Christie is no longer in the race, uh, this is my next choice. Castellano is an independent who voted for Trump in 2016, but fears what it would mean for the country if he's elected again. Tamara Keith, NPR News, Manchester, New Hampshire. President Joe Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu have spoken for the first time in nearly a month. The call yesterday came one day after Netanyahu reiterated he would not support a Palestinian state as part of any post-war plan. Biden, for his part, reaffirmed his commitment to working toward a two-state solution. The chasm between Biden and Netanyahu has expanded as pressure mounts on Israel to wind down a war that's already killed nearly 25,000 Palestinians. The BBC's Mark Lowen reports the Israeli prime minister is now facing criticism from a member of his war cabinet. Gadi Eisenkot, who is a member of Israel's war cabinet, a five-member war cabinet, former chief of staff of the Israeli Defense Forces, and uh, his son was killed in Gaza, in fact. Um, And he has accused Benjamin Netanyahu of not telling the truth uh, over his aims in Gaza of of absolute victory over Hamas, uh, suggesting that that's not possible. He's favored a ceasefire uh, to uh, exchange for, for more progress on hostage negotiations. He has said that Mr. Netanyahu bears sharp and clear responsibility for leaving Israel exposed to the attacks on the 7th of October. The BBC's Mark Lowen reporting from Jerusalem. President Biden has signed a stopgap spending bill meant to keep the government running till early March. He's asked Congress to approve a $110 billion package for military spending and border security. This is NPR News. A former longtime leader in federal government statistics has died. Catherine Wallman was 80 years old. NPR's Hansi Le Wang has this remembrance. For more than two decades, beginning in 1992, Catherine Wallman served as a chief statistician of the United States. In that little-known position, Wallman played a big role in determining how the Census Bureau and other federal agencies produce data about people and the economy, as she explained in 2010. Virtually everything we collect from the American people is collected based on their voluntary cooperation with us. 
We enjoy the voluntary cooperation of the American public, in my view, because we promised them confidentiality. In a statement, Census Bureau Director Robert Santos said Wallman's unwavering dedication to the federal statistical system left a legacy that will forever be remembered. Anzi Luang, NPR News. It was fluffy and beautiful when the snow was falling yesterday. In Washington, D.C., people like Alana Mullen took their sleds to the U.S. Capitol grounds. Waking up and seeing all this snow, it's just so gorgeous. And if it's going to be cold, I want snow. So it was like a nice little surprise. As nightfall set in, though, across the nation, there were warnings of brutal cold throughout the weekend. An Arctic air mass is moving across much of the nation from the Midwest and Plains states to the East Coast. Below zero temperatures are reported as far south as Mississippi. Early today, Japan became the fifth nation in history to reach the moon. Its unmanned spacecraft has landed on the lunar surface. Japanese space officials are now tackling a power glitch in that lunar lander. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News.